0: Hello everybody and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Truzzi. And today we don our, what do we don in this game? Our uh, renaissance era garb. Is that when this takes place? Uh, Something like that. And uh, head into the jewel district of some European town to play the game of Splendor yes splendor this is a game i i was i actually double checked when this game was made splendor just seems like it's way older than it is <laughs> i don't know why i've always they just feel like this game has been around forever and uh, but it's only it came out in 2014 it was designed by mark andre and published by space cowboys and several others but i think the most common one right now uh or who has the title or the ip right now is space cowboys and that's i believe the one i have uh, I'm not sure. Do you have an older version of this, or do you have N- a... No, I
1: also have Space Cowboys.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, Splendor is a game known for its use of poker chips as a um, game item, which, which, oddly enough, represent gems. So that's a funny way to do it. But it's a very satisfying feel, those heavy poker chips. And you've probably ran across Splendor at some point if you've gamed for any period of time recently, or you've at least seen or heard of it. And so, uh, yeah, let's get into actually what it is and what's all the hubbub about. So how do you play this little game of gem collecting?
1: All right. So in this game, essentially, you're you're building, I guess, a tableau of cards. So it's a tableau-building game. Uh, And those tableau of cards essentially earn you free gems to spend. But essentially what's going to happen is there are... <clears throat> different the the cards represent gem mines, I guess. I never really got that right. much into the theme. So unclear. <laughs> uh, and there are different levels of them. So there are actually three different stacks of cards. One where it's easy to get them, or uh, it they they have few rewards to it. And then there's a level two mines which have slightly better rewards, or but are slightly harder to get. And there's a level three mines, which are even harder to get, but have really great rewards to them. Essentially, what's going to happen is, in this game, you're trying to be the f- uh, have the most points. The game will end once someone earns, f- I believe it's 15 points, if I'm incorrect on that. I'm pretty sure it's 15 points. It's always been 15 points when I play. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I believe it's okay. <laughs> And it is an equal turns game, so uh, essentially, once... Someone reaches 15 points or more. Uh, the, the round just finishes out to the person who is to the... I'm horrible, right? So to the right of the start player. <laughs> uh, the game's setup basically. You get those three different decks, uh, shuffle each of them, and then you put out four cards from each deck. Uh, so you'll have four on display for each card. So in total, there'll be 12 cards out on display to essentially purchase. Uh, and there's also some noble I guess not cards, I guess they're thick cardboard. <laughs> uh, and you'll have a number of them out. Uh, you'll have one more than the number of players. So, for example, in a four-player game, you'd put five nobles out. And I'll get back to those nobles. And then there's the, the poker chips, the, the essentially the quick currency, the temporary currency of this game. Uh, and you'll put, depending, on, again, on number of players, uh, For the there are five different types of gem currency and there's actually one wild which is gold uh, f- for the gems you'll either put out four five or seven for a two three or four player game uh, and you'll put out two three or four gold respectively uh, for a uh, two three or four player game uh, in this game the youngest player goes first uh, and essentially on your turn you have an option of doing I believe one of two two things one of three things one of three things yes Uh, you can either uh, grab gems uh, or you can buy something or you can reserve something those are your three choices if you grab gems you have two options in that respect Uh, you can either grab three gems but all of those three gems must be different gems Uh, so for example you could take a red a blue and a black but you couldn't take a red red and a black Each of the gems must be different from every other gem. The other option is you can take two of the same gem, but you can only do that if there are four in the supply to take from. So as the game goes through, people are going to be taking gems. If there's only three left in the white stack, you can't take two whites. You can take one white and... Two again of some other different colored things, but they must, if you're going to take two of the same thing, uh, there has to be at least four in there when you begin taking things. Uh, So that's taking gems. Uh, You can also buy something, and actually I'll get to the reserve something first because that's technically involved in it. If you want a card that is on display, you don't have to buy it outright. You can say, you can essentially stake your claim by reserving the card and putting it into your hand to reserve. You haven't purchased it yet, but only you can now build it. You can do this, uh, have at most three cards in reserve in your hand. After that, you can't reserve cards. When you do it, you just take the card, and you also take a gold token. If there's no gold tokens, you just Don't get any gold tokens, uh, but it is a nice handy bonus if you can get it. Uh, You also have the ability to reserve a face-down card. So of that gigantic stack of cards that's just to the left of all the cards that you've put on display, you could just blindly take one if you don't like anything that's on display and just hope for the best. Um, So again, you can only have at most three in your hand. But that does not mean that you can only do three times throughout the game because eventually you're going to build some of those cards. So the last action that you can take on your turn is to build one of the mines that you have gotten. That's either one of the ones that's on display or one that is in your hand. Each of the mines indicates what kind of gems are required to pay for it. So for example, a mine might have something like uh, two white, one green, and two black uh, to build it. Once you've built it, you just Put it face up in front of you into your tableau, um, and you pay that cost. Now that cost again could be any of the gems that are required, but as that I mentioned, that gold one is a wild gem, so you can use that to replace anything that you're missing. Uh, You can also use building, essentially the mines that you have used, because the gems, as I mentioned, are temporary; they are paid immediately. But if you pay it using mines. Those mines stay there. So, for example, you might have a green mine already out in front of you that's always producing one gem for you every turn. You can use that to pay for some cost. In fact, it may come to the point where you can pay for an entire mine using just mines you have already built, and that's kind of the building aspect of it. You're trying to get your mines to make your money for you rather than having to waste turns grabbing gems and then putting more things out. So that's essentially the, the, the engine building part of it is trying to build up a large, I, I guess, sustainable economy for you to right. grab more stuff. Um, if at the end of your turn you have appeased one of the nobles, uh, you can take one of those nobles. Now, those nobles uh, are essentially, I guess, looking for really nice Particular types of mines. So they're looking at people like uh-huh. I'm looking for someone who's willing to make uh, four black mines and four red mines, and each of these are obviously it's like onyx and rubies, but I it's black, red, whatever. Uh, right. And if you can <laughs> have, if you are the first person to have four black mine, four onyx mines, and four ruby mines out in front of you, not gems but mines, uh, then you have appeased that noble for some reason, uh, and you can take them. Uh, you can only ever take one noble per turn uh, but you can take multiple nobles per game so for example if say when you finish that one black mine that you have you've actually appeased two two nobles at the same time you actually have to choose which noble you're going i choose you uh and then they will come over and then you do have the opportunity to take uh the no the other noble that you rejected on your next turn as long as no one else has taken it before you uh, and again, this continues to go around until someone gets fifteen points. How do you get points? Those points are either listed on the mines. They're in the upper right corner. Uh, mines tend to have a value between, say, one to five. I believe. Again, the ones that are easier to build tend to only have one or nothing on them. Uh, the ones in the middle tend to be one, two, or three, and the ones in the that are harder to build on the the third stack. Uh, I believe they're probably between three, four, and five. I don't think there are any sixes, but I can't remember. Each of the numbers are always worth three points. Uh, And, yeah, that's it. Whoever has the most points by the end wins.
0: And there we go. That is Splendor. Uh, Why it is called Splendor, who knows? Who knows? Who knows many things about this (laughs) game? (laughs) Uh, This game is kind of thought of as, like, a really great game structure, but the gem theme just is put on top of it for no reason at all it's one of those games that could have been anything but it is gems for some reason and you quickly lose track of the theme outside of the pictures and the shiny um, gems that they're there it's kind of nice to look at those but other than that like I, i i played this forever before I even was told that those things are supposed to be like mines I was like what those are mines <laughs> that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense <laughs> but uh, yeah so it's kind of widely known for that but it also is widely known for being a pretty great game and a solid uh, game this one is kind of funny to me because we've had we've talked about other games that are smaller and lighter that for some reason you get really obsessive with <laughs> like Romans go home it's just for some reason like you get really lost in the strategy and it's just infuriating splendor is that game for me. Like, I don't know why this is a light game. It's not super dense, but I feel so stressed out playing this game. (laughs) And (laughs) so worried that I'm falling behind. This is like, really, this game is so stressful for me. And it should be. It it probably isn't for most people. (laughs) But I don't know what it is, but um, but it's just a really great engine builder feel to the game. There is a sense, like, the game, you're not playing against the game. You're playing against your, everyone else. So if you are playing with people who are good at this game, you do feel a lot of pressure to keep up with them. Um, yeah. And, you're definitely uh, looking and over your be shoulder at their level a lot. Yes, yeah, you're kind of trying to keep track of like what they're doing. But the nice thing though is that you can see what everyone else is doing. So there is no real like, oh, what are they planning? You know what they're planning, and so it's just can you uh, get in their way, or if you possible or is it worth your while to even get in their way you just kind of have a sense of like what's going on around you so that is one of the coolest things about this game um is that you are able to sort of (laughs) see what's going on with everyone else and sometimes it's helpful sometimes it's like well there's nothing I can do to stop them doing that so I just gotta really try to go do this um but that adds to the fun of the game especially like trying to figure out the timing correctly uh i will say with splendor i've had like i had one of the most satisfying win feels i've ever had was with splendor where i was playing with two people and i just freaking destroyed them i just like everything was going right for me i had my engine going and i was grabbing was able to get to the cards before them i was trying to take a strategy that they weren't and i just they totally were caught off guard (laughs) when i ended it and just mopped the floor it was so satisfying um but uh, yeah. Anyway, what what are your thoughts on Splendor? How what are your playthrough experiences like? What's the player count usually do?
1: Uh, I mean, I usually honestly, I usually play on the app form of it nowadays. Yes, but, yeah. Uh, I, do too. I I mean, I think it's somewhere. It tends to be around three or four people. Usually, when we bring it out, it's either three or four people. But if we're playing the two player game, it tends to be the app version of it. Um, but yeah. I I I like it. It's an easy game to teach. Um, I think the only for me, the only thing that prevents me from bringing it out more often is, again, if I'm c- going to see a group, I usually hedge on the it's got to play with five people. And this doesn't play. It plays at max four. So that's right. the limit. It's that's slightly frustrating. But I really it's so it's so simple to teach. And uh, people really love touching poker chips. So that's, again, yeah, something about a huge it. Pl- there, yeah, there is something about that. And people love that. And. I don't know, it, it gives people a, a, that that taste of, I don't know, engine building that is a lot easier to understand because it's it's as, as clean as you can make it, and that's part of the reason why it's just a f- slapped-on theme. You You can't make something this easy to get and have it be like, oh, it's deeply immersed in some sort of theme because you're going to have those little intricacies and things like that, whereas this is just like... I can see the colors on my card, I can see the numbers, everything's pretty straightforward outright there. I'm not like shuffling a deck and hoping things come out and worrying about different probabilities and seeing what type of like, if I grab this and add it to the deck, am I throwing things off? Or if I put this in my bag, do I have too many of these things in my bag? Should I add that to like all of those things tend to mess me up in those types. Like like, (laughs) in quacks of Quedenberg, I I, I've basically boiled it down to, I must be buying the wrong things because my (laughs) wife just wipes the floor with me every... I think we've played it like 12 times. I've won once. It is so sad. Uh, I only buy gets, pumpkins.
0: I refuse to buy nothing just like, anything else but pumpkins. We're, we're playing again! And she's like, okay. I will figure this pumpkin strategy out. I'm, the, the, the odds just have to go in my favor at one point
1: in time. I mean, come on! Uh, but this game is definitely... It's a lot easier to see what's happening. It's it's all right in front of you so you can just see what's happening. Now, some people might not be able to see the steps that are there, but at the very least they know, okay, something fishy going on. He's holding on to like all the white chips. What's going on? And, and then eventually they're like, oh, he's got complete control over that. There's no way I can do this. And I hate those people. And I'm just like, just spend those white chips. I need at least one white chip. <laughs> you're just holding. I hate you. You have complete control over it. And you're never going to spend them. And I hate you. And you've won the right. game. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch hoarding
1: the chips. Why didn't I think of that? And then you try that on your turn and it goes goes horribly. No one wants white <laughs> chips. As soon as you grab them all, no one cares about them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I it, it's the fact that it's simplistic. It's easy to see everything that's going on and it's less about the probability i like think the only probability really is those moments when you're like okay i need to see a red mine coming out because I, I i need to appease this noble or i'm working on a system to build to something that allowed me to get this particular card which means i need to see more red coming out and if you're kind of building towards that you you have way more of that. Oh, I hope the next card that gets flipped is this, and if it is that, I hope it waits around until my turn type of a thing. But that, that's about right. all of the the kind of I guess the luck aspect of it. A lot of it is very okay. How do I want to plan this? What do I have to worry about? Other people taking what what plan are they going for? And maybe I should build my plan around their plan, which is which is really a nice way of playing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's Splendor's got a very unique feel to it. It's such a simple structure. It's one of those games where it's just like, wow, that's surprising that this hasn't come around earlier. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's not the best way to put it, but it just got this really great structure and like you said a key. I love the fact that you can see everything and it's even though you know it though it's not necessarily you can do something about it right? because <laughs> it's just sort of like you're just seeing them sort of juggernaut through you're like oh no oh no I see what's happening oh no and then you're just scrambling to kind of get some stuff done before <laughs> uh, before they do but um, anyway, yeah, this is such a great game. Splendor is really great as an intro game. It's still enjoyable. as uh, If you've played a lot of games and you like strategy, there's still some heady strategy here. And like I said, it's really all about who you're playing with too. So if you're playing with um, adept gamers, that's going to be a tough game. Like They're, they're going to be uh, doing adept gamer strategies and you're going to have to try to do one as well. So it adjusts to the players really, really well um yeah. i also think it does adjust to play counts as well i usually play actually myself i play on the app a lot um these days i can't remember the last time i did pull it out it was like last year i think sometime is the last time i pulled it out no no it was, uh, it was within the last six months is the last time i pulled it out um to actually play it physically and even though i do love those poker chips the app is really well done <laughs> and uh it's just kind of an easy game to jump into in that way so a couple options to jump into splendor if you are interested in it Um, Okay, let's talk about taking it out. Uh, So, uh, obviously, unless you're going to all sit down and whip out the app on your phones and (laughs) keep your nose on your phone, I wouldn't recommend that if you're taking it out. I would definitely recommend finding a copy of the physical game to bring with you. And the takeout table size is going to be pretty good. Uh, There's going to be a central tableau of the game where you're going to have a... uh, several draw decks and then uh, a grid of three uh, four by three or three by four uh, four across three columns and um, then of course those decks of each row next to those and then on top or on the side some people however wherever you want to place them there's going to be a row of, of the nobles there's five of those and then somewhere you to need to de- have the stacks of gems and there are six gems and those are poker chip size as a reference Uh, As an exact reference, (laughs) they are poker chip size, because they're poker chips. (laughs) Um, So that is gonna be the central tableau that everyone needs access to and that everyone can see, and at least one person can grab uh, and be refilling the cards as they get removed. Um, And then in front of you, you're gonna have these sort of collections of cards and chips that are gonna fluctuate as you use them and potentially you're gonna grab a noble, or if you're really lucky, two, uh, or maybe even three if you're amazing. And so in front of you is, I don't know, it's, it's how, what would you define the space as? Or how would you explain the space in front of each person? Because you can arrange your cards well, any way you want. but You tend to gonna... arrange them just by the colors that they have. I mean, I yeah. tend to
1: arrange them like, here are the five different colors, and I'll put the chips just above each of them type of a thing. So, Right. They, they, get, they do get stacked up on top if they're similar color, but you tend to just separate out each of the stacks based on their color.
0: Yeah, you do. all you need to see is kind of how many of that gem type you have so you know when you're buying additional cards uh, what you don't have to spend in chips. And so you can stack them. As long as you can see see that, like if you have four or five reds, you can just sort of um, uh, display them down or fan them out a little bit so you can just see that you have four or five red cards just so you know how many gems you have. Um, but that being said, it's kind of up to you how you want to dis- organize that. And so it really does do well, I think, being organized around like uh, a table of food or a plate in front of you or a drink. Um, I think it's still pretty functional over a meal. I can't, I don't think I've ever really played this over a meal, but I've definitely played this over a busy bar table with a lot of drinks and just stuff in the way, like a, I don't know, utensil caddy and stuff like that. Um, just, just, uh, just out in the middle of the table. I don't know why it was, but so uh, high marks for that. The other thing, like we keep, I keep saying or mentioning is the poker chips. I don't know what it is. This is one of the, th- reasons why this game was so popular is just the poker chips. I think... I can't think of another game before that really d- used poker chips as its main, like, uh, little uh, tactile currency, kind of.
1: Um, oh, there's that... There is a bag-building game that does use the poker I think it's, like, Puzzle something. I cannot remember it right now. It is Puzzle something. Did it come
0: out before this?
1: I think... I think it may have. It may have come out around around the same time. I remember seeing a watch it played... Oh, okay that 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 had it although now that I think about it they may have just
0: been cardboard chips which <laughs> makes it
1: seem less cool
0: uh. yes it could <laughs> spring for the poker but yeah I mean if this one was cardboard chips I think it would have not gone over as well there's something about that it really oh, does no. feel no one no, would have cared yeah i I think there's this really great tactile feeling and poker chips are heavy if you've never touched one they're they're heavier than they look so there's really sense of weight to them and like I don't know it's just so satisfying to. Toss them on the table and be like, I'm buying this mine, I guess. Whatever this thing is. <laughs> um uh, yeah, it's called Puzzle
1: Strike is the game I was. Oh, okay. Up. Puzzle Strike. Interesting. Puzzle we're Strike. And game. I yeah, I think that they are cardboard chips, I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Boo, they're, puzzle strike. You could have been Splendor. <laughs> Although they have tons of them, so I understand why they were trying to keep the <laughs> okay. cost low. Okay, yeah. I, I'm just looking up now too. Yeah. That
1: would be a lot of money for them. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> that would be a lot. No one would have purchased the game. Uh, <laughs> although i think they have a deluxe edition a really so game. it's possible the deluxe edition actually might have really cool poker chips oh. i have to look at that now this is just gonna be a, a podcast about <laughs>
0: <laughs> transition strike. into puzzle strike <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, yes, the poker chip. So, yes, this is just a really satisfying game to play, this physically. like the It's very simple, but it is so nice, and it's such a great design. The art on this game is beautiful. It shines. Those gems sparkle. They used great color palettes here that are very realistic in the gem portrayals on the little stickers they put on the poker chips and in the cards. So, there was also just really cool background imaging that I was, once again, not aware that I they would... They were Some of them, they're clearly mines, but some of them are like a building yes. or... There's a hole in the ground next to a hut. And you're like, wait, that's a ruby mine or, a, uh, I don't know, an amethyst mine, whatever it is. And so yeah, it's a hoarder. Um, the art- it's a hoarder that lives there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just found a big one. And, <laughs> and you've taken possession of, of the property. <laughs> <laughs> So, if nothing else, the art is just great to look at. It's very beautiful. The the nobles all are distinct. They they seem very um, real people. Like, sometimes you get this really, really odd similar. Uh, great Western Trail comes to mind as one of an easy punching bag to attack for this. But they all of the art of the people there looks the same. It's the same face over just slightly different facial hair. <laughs> this obviously <laughs> looks like it's well painted. almost looks like a classical painting of... Um, very uh, real people in uh, period garb. So anyway, the art's just really great in this game. It's just nice to look at and experience. Um, So it really is fun to play in that sense. Uh, Table talk. Table talk, I think, is very easy to do here. Once again, it's going to depend on how serious everyone at the table is. If everyone's really kind of making this a heavier feeling game, then it's probably going to be less, but you can play this really lightly and over beers and sort of you know, be kind of in and out. It, obviously, you're going to do better the more attention you're paying to this game, but you can play this very casually. It, it has that ability to it. Um, your odds are lower, but it's still fun to play casually just for the sake of trying to see what you can do with your own engine because you're basically kind of doing your own thing. You're not really trying to stymie no one else in that typical euro fashion outside of maybe snagging a card that they wanted or reserving a card that they wanted um or hoarding chips of a certain color that you know they want um so there's that typical euro gamey passive aggressiveness that you can do in this game but it's not that bad and uh, everyone's kind of doing it uh unintentionally anyway like that's part of the part of the every time i play this game someone is hoarding one color emerald or Gem that I really want and I always try really hard To pretend like I don't want it <laughs> Like like oh I'm going after this car And I'm not oh the greens are back oh my god I need Greens <laughs> So um, yeah I would say What's your experience with like table talk I, I, I think table talk tends to be pretty good. I think usually near the end of
1: the game, most of the table talk is centered around, "Okay, guys, he has got like thirteen points right now. Right, you can't yeah, let him get, get two him. points." <laughs> and so then it turns into, "All right, you you need to buy that green gem because if he gets that green gem, he gets that noble, and we just can't have that. So someone's <laughs> gotta just snipe that green from him uh, before, or just you know just reserve it. You can just take it and reserve it. Just you, you're gonna lose anyway." you know
0: you, you you you've lost i have a chance uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but guys come on me rather than him right i mean come look at guy. i
1: mean come <laughs> on between me and him i mean come on
0: come uh, on and then everybody. they tend to
1: just let him win at that point uh, right <laughs> <laughs> and ask me to stop talking
0: to them um, uh, nice yeah I, it, it's i I really like this game. I don't play it as much as I used to um, just because it's been taken over by other games. But I, every once in a while, it's a game for me now that I just sort of go back to or someone brings it out and it's like, oh, yeah, Splendor. Let's play a to Splendor. But uh, my friend Bill, this is one of his favorite games. So he we, he definitely has always has this in his bag at game night. Um but uh, it also is a decent size. It's a nice game. The The box size is reasonable for what's in it. It could probably even have been smaller, but it, it is – could have definitely been smaller. I think this is one of the games yeah. that tends to get ragged on the most for having a way too much yeah. of a box. That's I've actually
1: made a much smaller box
0: for my copy. Yeah. <laughs> It's it, even at the even at the oversized uh, with a lot of empty space in it. It's still totable. It's not a standard game size box. It's it's very easy to tuck under your arm. Definitely not a pocket game. You could put it in a purse of the right size, but um, that's a good actually way to do it though. Is making your own new box. Did you try to replicate when you say the art purse of, of the, the right box? size? I feel like I mean that's like, like one a of D and D thing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, you've
0: you've earned the purse of the right size. <laughs> purse of the right size, and you may carry board games in it. <laughs> What? <laughs> Only board games. <laughs> uh, but uh, what did you do with your box? Did you put the? Did you uh, print the Splendor art? Does it look like just a smaller version of the regular box, or did you just? Uh... It doesn't look. It,
1: I actually just you know made a vector version of just the Splendor logo, and I didn't. Uh, I sure. didn't have the weird guy like looking at a gem. I yeah. just have just. It's it's as plain as it can be. I like kind of stylized it. It's got you know yellow borders and things like that, and I made really i mimicked the you know uh the logo for space cowboys and the uh essentially the how many players time that type of stuff and just made it look kind of really nice is all i did i I just i just don't have the cool like art in the background like i don't want to have to figure out something cool to put behind it i'll just make it it's plain and simple but it works so
0: nice yeah yeah nice all right, well, you too can fashion your own individual box design. Um, you should put that up on Instagram, your uh, your copy, your box I'll, I'll, art. I'll Instagram.
1: use it as the uh, as the header for this this uh, podcast posting. I was debating.
0: I'm like, should I go down in my garage and get out the original box for this? <laughs> <laughs> nah, just use the new one. Um, all right, well, let's get into uh, your mom. Would your mom like this game? I don't think so. I think, wow, oh, geez, I could go either way on this. I feel like. And maybe this is my hang-up, because like I said, I always take this game too seriously than it needs to be and feel so stressed <laughs> out about about it. But I feel like there's there's just too many um, strategic directions to go, and you can feel like, you, like someone wins. You're like, whoa, I'm way behind you, especially your first game or two. You're like, oh, I wasn't even close to finishing. <laughs> and so I just feel like this isn't your mom's game.
1: Yeah, I don't think that this is hers either. I feel, I feel like I might be able to like trick her into playing one game. <laughs> I feel like she might find there's a possibility she might like this game. But yeah, there there's definitely way too much. Like, oh crap! What do I? What do I? Like, I know I've played this with a lot of people, and like it comes to their turn and like I need a blue. A re- no, I need a red. A- no, hold on, no, I need a red. A black. Uh, no. Oh, oh wait, shoot. wait. No, I need
0: two reds. <laughs>
1: And, and I forgot flex. to mention, oh, wait. you do have a limit of how many ch- how many of these chips you can have. There's a 10-chip right. limit. So, yeah. like, eventually you get to the point where it's like, all right, I'm going to take a blue, a red, and a green. Okay, and which <laughs> chips are you giving up? Dang it. Ugh. Duh. Uh, maybe I should buy something. I can't buy anything. Ugh. <laughs> uh. So, the, those moments, like, she definitely wouldn't enjoy that. But I can, the fact that it's so simple, I can definitely see her... I definitely see her enjoying watching someone playing it. Right. So ma- yeah. Maybe she might. Mu- I think she'd see the value in the game, but I don't see her actually playing it more than once. So I'm going to put this yeah. as, a, as a maybe no, as, as I would call it.
0: Not a no, yeah. but a maybe, maybe no.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, who is this game for? I think this game is for the box cover art makes it look like there is a story to this game. There is not. Yeah. There is just some great no. artwork. This is this. Is, there is no story at all, unless you make one up. Um, there's just some cool artwork that vaguely has to do with gems, maybe, and some other things, and people staring intently at them through magnifying glasses. Um, but uh, there really is nothing else. So, that, so, when I first played this game, I thought there was going to be story, and I was a little disappointed in that. And I grew to like the game, but I was I just made that assumption that was my own fault. But just so you know, there is no story here at all. It is a very straightforward um, engine building game. It's just very well designed. So if you don't, if you're looking for something more meaty with uh, some story, this is not it. Um, but if you are looking for just a great little engine builder, this is pretty good, pretty good basic one, and it plays pretty quickly. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of just like time for this. What's a typical game time? It's like, I don't know, 20, 30 it, minutes. It, it says
1: 30 minutes on the box or at least on the box I printed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it could yeah, be anything. I, I would say for, if, if you're going to like the game, I think the only complaint I ever really hear tends to be those people that are like, oh, there's no theme. Why would you like, that's the main gripe of it is that there there's no theme to it. It's just, you know, the bare bones and to be honest, I like the I don't care about theme. I like the game, I think it's fun, it's it's really enjoyable, it's easy to get into. Heck you with your theme. If I wanted theme I'd read a book. Uh that's <laughs> basically the way I look at it. Uh, theme can definitely add a lot to it. I've, I've definitely you know played games where I'm like, ooh, that's really interesting. I mean, I love Tales of the Arabian Nights, which is pretty much only theme and almost no gameplay. It's just luck of the draw, but it's really fun to see the story unfold. I, I like right. it both ways, but I feel like usually I'm like in the game for one of the two reasons. It's either that or that. I don't care if it has both. I just want one and that one to be good. And I think this one is definitely good when it comes to yeah. the mechanisms and things like that.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a perfect it's, way to uh, summarize it. Yeah, it's very solid. It's very, very good game. So there isn't you can definitely get addicted to this game. I it, some for some people, like I said, my brother Bill, or I know other people that just really love Splendor, and it is like their game. And um, I I totally get it. It's addictive, and that's part of the reason why I even have the app on my phone. Is it's it's, it's really addictive to even get into that. So. Um, all right. Who would not like the game? I guess kind of going the flip side of what we just said, um, really, if you are looking for more story or if you just don't like engine builders and are not a big fan of like the Euro feel or structure of a game, eh, this probably isn't going to do it for you. And uh, there's not many playthroughs that are going to change that <laughs> for you. So I, I would say it's still worth trying this game because it is becoming a classic if it isn't already. And there's a good reason for it. it it's a solid, solid design. Um so it's, it's definitely worth trying if you can find a copy or find someone who has one just to check it out. Um all right, let's see what else do we got? Um I'm trying to think if we're missing anything on Splendor. Did I do we hit it all? Do we got it all? Did we Splendorize it? Oh, there it? is an expansion, but I haven't oh, played it right. at all. Okay. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> right, uh, um, the expansion that comes with it is
1: modular. It has different things that you can add to it. I believe the last time I looked at it that you only really add like one module at a time or at the very least that's what they suggest it adds different you know things you can attain and different things like that I didn't do any research in it and I'll tell you why I thought we were doing a different (laughs) game today so I'm like the least prepared for this podcast (laughs) oh (laughs) like as soon as you're just like and it's in the renaissance I'm like
0: I've got the wrong game. So I immediately went to my shelf and grabbed the correct game. <laughs> oh, no, did we? Maybe I did the wrong thing. I thought we were doing Splinter today, but I could have been wrong. That's perfectly fine. Oh. I, I I trudged my way through. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I mean, it was good for you coming up the rules. such a short notice. <laughs> um, all right. Well, ooh, it's becoming a mystery as we've re- recorded one ahead to give us some leeway, but it's making everyone all confused. I even got confused when I was... Releasing the last one, I got was like, wait, which one am I editing right now? <laughs> and which I'm so right expecting.
1: Ones? I'm so expecting the 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 or, or, order release to be completely different. I'm like always checking. <laughs> I'm like, okay, make sure I have the right picture when I post this on right. on uh, right. on Instagram and things like that. I'm just like, okay, but, well, just double checking, make sure he put the right one out. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: Ooh, okay, we're on the same page.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, we're still there. I have a picture of that. I can post that properly. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's becoming a exciting adventure mystery that we're playing with this podcast release schedule. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we did it, everybody. Definitely a recommendation to go check it out, if nothing else. I think this does bo- uh, this goes really well with the takeout theme. It's uh, it's also in that nice spot where it plays. Being right around a 30-minute playtime on average is a nice spot to be for a takeout game. Like we did some uh, – our last couple, I think, that we did were really short games where you probably might play a couple times depending if you like the game splendor is a nice size i really like games of this length because especially if you're going out for drinks or a meal it's a kind of a nice game where you could probably get a play in before meal comes and on your first round of drinks and then take a break hang out chat and then maybe get another play in you it's it's an easy right. length where you can play it hang out for a bit and then maybe play some more um it's got that enough it's meat perfect. to it Perfect for like after meal, like
1: after you're done with the yeah, meal, Yeah. You know,
0: like just kind of this is a great because then you can
1: kind of clear some space off. It does take up a little more space than some of yeah, the other games that we've but recommended, but this is it, it's lovely, it's nice, it's relaxing. You can digest food while you play it, and you don't get knots in your stomach as you're playing. Although you,
0: Chuck, <laughs> might get I will knots in I your might you might be going I shouldn't evening. have had that pretzel. Oh <laughs> God! Why did I eat so much of that cheese dip? <laughs> All right. Well, that is a great way to end it with Splendor. I am sorry, I do not have a catchphrase. It has been a wild week with all of the stuff that is going on, and uh, I have a six-year-old. I, I think we're gonna go with. Been... I
1: shouldn't have had so much
0: cheese dip. Then. <laughs> oh, I also thought what you said was it's lovely would be a good way to end it, uh, <laughs> for a catchphrase of this game and many others. So we'll leave it with that. I shouldn't have had so many che- so much cheese dip, and it's lovely. You can choose which one you prefer as our catchphrase today, and uh, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Of course, if you want to get a hold of us, you can get do that by a couple ways. Instagram and Twitter at Chits and Chat. And you can also go to our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Go to the Chits and Chat page and fill out the comment form there. We would love to hear from you. Let us know if you like Cheese Dipper Lovely, and we will catch you guys on the next episode. Goodbye. (laughs) Cheese dip.